All right, the recording has started. And hello, welcome to Therapy for Nerds. I'm Cassidy Russell, along with Abby Ronquillo and Katie Bussey. And this week we read the book by Carrie Fisher, The Princess Diarist. Okay, I keep wanting to say Princess Diaries, but it's a totally different like book and movie franchise. <laughs> So I grew up with Carrie Fisher because I grew up watching the original Star Wars like all the time. I at one point was able to recite like all the lines as they were being said. I think I was like five years old at the time. Like I, I was obsessed and I loved Princess Leia specifically. I think having like that kind of a, a female character just to watch was amazing for me growing up but wanted to talk to Abby and Katie about their thoughts on the book and maybe their if they have experience with the the, the fandom at all well I uh I, I thought it was a very interesting snapshot from her perspective and hearing like her experiences with the filming and and really just how like the movies impacted her through the course of her entire life. Like that I think was surprising. Like it made sense, but it was also very surprising because it was such a fundamental change that she had to learn to adjust to throughout her life. And I, I don't know, I think it, I thought it was a very interesting read, like hearing her perspective, hearing the experiences. There was, I think there was a lot to unpack with it. Yeah, and it's interesting too, especially because, you know, Carrie Fisher, if, if not everyone knows, um, she came from kind of like a fa famous family. Her mom was an actress and uh, her husband, I mean, her husband, her dad was also someone who was famous. So her, you know, the book really touches upon her. It, it's a memoir. So in her own words, she's describing how, you know, growing up in the spotlight comparatively to like the Star Wars franchise and how it grew was completely different and something that she was not prepared for. Yeah, I mean, you would think that it would be at least some similarities between having like these really famous parents because Debbie Reynolds was huge. Um, and I, I forget her dad's name, something Fisher, but he was also really big and popular for at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so you would think that there would be like some comparability to that but I think Star Wars just went to a level that had never happened before and yeah I mean I think there you can make some comparisons to other big franchises like Harry Potter or maybe Lord of the Rings but I just don't know if there's ever been and will ever be anything as major as Star Wars. Yeah. I think there was also a degree of like, it was in a sense, it was the first of its kind in that way. Cause I think the way that like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings have had a kind of a similar outcome. That's because we'd already seen it before. Like that could be expected a little bit more. And I can imagine for her, and I think she had mentioned this a lot throughout the book is she didn't know what she was signing up for. Like she had no idea what to expect because really how would she have been able to know what this was going to turn into? Yeah, and I don't think anybody really knew, 
you know, how big Star Wars was going to get. I mean, at the time, other fandoms, I don't think rose, even prior to the, you know, the next sets of movies coming out, just the first three, the original trilogy, I don't think there was anything like that at the time or even prior to it. Well, I mean, the first fandom that in modern history was really the Star Trek fandom. Yeah. Um, I think Star Wars, the fandom itself took a lot from the Star Trek fandom and like getting mailing lists set up and um, like conventions set up and all that kind of stuff. So I think there was a little bit of a, a framework with Star Trek, but Star Trek was such a niche thing. Whereas Star Wars had such a widespread popularity that just grew like a like a wildfire and just and it continues to grow and evolve to this day. And to have your personal identity so interlinked with this character that you played, like I I know that happens for, for actors sometimes, but this just seems like it was a whole nother level. Yeah, well, I, I think there's also the piece of a lot of times actors get put into a role type. Like they're always the bad guy. They're always the good guy. Like there's like a role type, but I don't, and, and it, that's not always the case where it's not a specific character. But I think that was what was so different is like, that character defined who they were. It wasn't just like a role. Like they weren't just like a princess role. It was like, you're this specific person. Mm -hmm. That's true. And she talks about that a lot, about how like, how can she untangle herself from Princess Leia if she even can at this point? The two names are like interconnected, interlinked, and there's really no tearing them apart at this point. I mean, I think the only actor that comes to mind that is that interlinked is like Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. Is there really a difference between those two? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. And uh, I think, yeah, I think Carrie Fisher in the book, she really tries to identify this role of like, she didn't know what she was getting herself into when, you know, starting the Star Wars franchise. But at, at some point, whether she liked it or not, she just had to accept that this is who she was, that she was Princess Leia and that that's what she will forever be known by. And there were a lot of struggles, I mean, along with the good things that came with her fame and, um, and this role were a lot of negative things as well that kind of impacted her mental health. So mm -hmm. it was an interesting, I think, you know, seeing both aspects of like the good and the bad and Typically, I don't think we hear a lot of, you know, celebrities openly talk about negative aspects of of, of stardom. Yeah, and I, I think that's true because I think <clears throat> we get very limited snapshots a lot of times into the lives of other people, especially, you know, even though it's people who maybe feel like their lives are very publicly available to us, we don't really fully understand. And I I think that brought so much to the table of her being able to really talk about the experience she had with that and how it, it really was redefining for her life. And, you know, there was a lot of positive aspects, but there was a lot of challenges with having really been put into position to assume an identity that you didn't intend to take and, and how she learned to manage it, how she learned to cope with this when it was something that was unexpected, that wasn't anticipated, that wasn't able to be prepared for. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because she talks about how she was excited to play this princess role and how it wasn't like the roles that she'd played in the past and how, like, but I don't know if, like, if you were to go back in time and tell her exactly what would have happened, I don't know if she would have signed up for it. I don't know if any of the Star Wars cast would have signed up for it because it's a lifelong, it ended up being a lifelong commitment when they only signed on for like a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's also interesting because I think that a lot of times in life we do make decisions that have a long-standing impact on us, but so oftentimes we don't know when we are signing up for things, like on a more global scale, like signing up for something that's going to impact the rest of our life. And it it really makes you kind of pause and think about like, how do my actions really impact me in the future? Like, what are the outcomes of things that I never could have anticipated? And obviously you can't anticipate and that's kind of the point, but it really does lead to the question of like, how and what am I, how is what I'm doing now going to affect me later? I think it's really hard to say because, you know, you can, you know, look, any of us can look back into our lives and be like, oh, you know, I really wish I would have made this change or, you know, not do this the way that I did but who knows how that would have impacted every everything else that had transpired after it Mm -hmm. I mean you know she she could have potentially you know if if there was some type of crystal magic ball telling her this is what your life's going to be like after you you produce this movie or or you're part of it I I think it's so hard to imagine like you can tell yourself, yeah, that sounds really great, and then not realize what the, the consequences could be. Or you could say, oh, that sounds really terrible, and then also not know what the consequences would be of not, you know, partaking in it. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because <laughs> it's like, even, even if you get told, even if she were to be told, like, oh, yeah, you'll be, there'll be crazy fans coming up to you, telling how they masturbated to you for decades to come. I don't even know if you can conceptualize that because it hadn't really happened yet. So I don't know, probably wouldn't even believe you. (laughs) Uh, But then there's also all of these positives that can come out of it. And like what I got the sense and I could be wrong, but when I was listening, because I listened to the audio book, which she narrates and oh boy, it's, I think, it's fantastic and you can get it through your local library if you live in the United States. I highly recommend it. Um, and it was, I got on a tangent. <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> Maybe were you talking about like how being able to hear her narrate it like had a different impact on the story or something like that? Yes. I'm going to cut that out. Um, but it just like it had it had such a big impact and oh what I was saying so it really sounded like I got the sense that she enjoyed playing the character she really enjoyed playing Princess Leia and she liked having that like feisty attitude that hadn't really been seen too much like she wasn't just waiting for these guys to come save her she was actively doing things at the time which really we hadn't seen too much of when this movie was first made, which is something that she really enjoyed and really 
loved bringing to the table and seeing how many like girls felt really empowered after watching it. So you can definitely tell like she got a lot of joy out of that part. But then there comes like these really weird other things that you don't really think of or expect people to say to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think that obviously at the snapshot we were hearing of her from the book, like she'd had years of experience kind of handling those situations and learning how to manage them. Um, but what really stood out to me was how there was such an injection of humor into it. Like there was such a degree of <clears throat> almost acceptance of the situation and being able to like let things roll off and, and being really forward about it, like an ownership of what had happened. And obviously I know that was a piece of like, with time, you know, things kind of land differently with us. But um, I, I think that there's a lot that can be said about that. It's like when these things happen, when unexpected things happen, like how do we handle it? Cause she could have gone a lot of different directions with that, you know, very public life she was now living in this very outwardly defined identity that she was now being given. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder, like, in talking about this, um, I, I know that there's a lot of ways that this could have been handled. And in, in thinking about it, I wonder what are, like, kind of takeaways we can have from this of, like, how she was able to handle this and how other people can approach difficult, obviously different situations similarly or in a way that works for them, I should say. Not necessarily exactly how she did because everyone's different, but it seems like she found a way that worked for her. Mm -hmm. I definitely liked the humor aspect. I know I use a lot of humor when I'm coping with things. Uh, I remember back when my traineeship, like I would make jokes or laugh things off a lot. And at one of my traineeships, it wasn't appreciated and I got yelled at. But at my other one, it like, they were saying like, yeah, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. So it's good to keep your sense of humor in this industry, which I, I think there's a lot of truth to. I think, um, I think that's true. And I think that's really part of her personality, which you can really see come out in the book. And I think also, even though this was, you know, mostly predominantly just a short snippet of what her life was like during, you know, her teen or her early twenties, I guess, um, I think you get a lot out of it. You get a lot of the humanistic side of just her being very genuine about her feelings. And, you know, I don't know, that's, that's why I particularly like the most about books, especially like biographies and uh, memoirs, because you kind of identify with the writer. I mean, the, the writer, the, yeah, the writer, because uh, I think this is something that's relatable to anybody. I mean, I can't relate to her being a star or like a movie person or, uh, somebody of fame and fortune, but I can I can definitely relate to having, like you said, having humor in the parts that aren't that good, or identifying people being you know critiquing you all the time, or feeling like you're constantly not good enough. So, yeah, and that that's so true. Is like we got to see a snapshot of someone's life who has had a very radical, radically different life than probably any of us will, or a lot of the people we encounter ever will. But I think there was such a relatability at the same time, like, especially when she was talking about very early on when she was filming and there was, 
there was such a degree of like, you could feel she was trying to figure out what to do, like what was the best decision to make and, you know, made some decisions that maybe weren't thought out all the way. But I, I think there's such that relatability of like, even people who have been in lives like this, people who are so publicly well-known in the, the fame and fortune piece, they're still people. Like they're still trying to figure things out. They still make mistakes. They they still look back and, and can have things they wish had done differently. And I, I think that stood out so much as like, I could feel that like early life, like just trying to make the right decisions and, you know, trying to do the best that you can. And I think, you know, specifically with her, cause I think she wrote this toward, this was the last book I believe that she wrote after her death or prior to her death. And I believe she wrote it like several decades after, you know, predominantly some of the diary does show, I mean the diary, some of, wow, my words, I apologize. The, the book has some excerpts of her actual diaries and things that she had written um, in real time during during the filming. But it's interesting because I don't think that we always have the opportunity to see or hear from somebody about the, their early life or like something that had happened to them before versus what's happening now a lot of times. Does that make sense? Yeah, like having the both points of view, both the point of view when they were young and then also having the point of view now that they're older and know more and have seen the consequences. Right. So you're still getting, I think there's like, like the duality of having the opportunity to talk about something that had happened to you and then also be in the mindset of like where you are right now and like mm -hmm. all that. It, I think it's very special. Like, I don't think a lot of I don't think that happens a lot in books anyway. Well, I think like having a diary can be, and I need to get better at it because I keep saying that I will, but I think having a diary can be a great coping skill. But I, and I liked the use of humor, but it also like, it's so sad to shit on your app. It's so sad to talk down about your younger self because you were making decisions based off of the information you had at the time. So you can look back on a decision and be like, wow, I was such an idiot. But you were doing what you thought was best at the time. You just didn't have all the information you really needed to make that decision. Now you do, even though that decision's far past, but it it's one of those things where that like I liked the sense of humor but then I was also like wow ouch that's also that also must be painful for her yeah and it sounds like there was a degree of <clears throat> regrets <clears throat> but also longing for it to have been different in a lot of ways mm -hmm. almost like a, a sense of regret maybe or remorse for the trajectory of your life um I think that's really, really, really it, it is sad to like experience or watch someone feel that way about themselves but I think that's a very relatable feeling that we all feel once in a while of wow like I apologize I, I don't you know wish that I did that or I didn't like the mm -hmm. outcome of how it came out um, and I think like for this book specifically like for the readers again like Katie said like her life was very, very different from a lot of most people's lives. And sometimes we look at these celebrities or, or famous people and we tend to feel like they don't, you know, they have nothing to regret. They're, 
they're at the top of their game, you know, they're doing the greatest things in the world and they're so famous and rich and whatever it might be. But truly like, you know, celebrities are just people and they yeah. have real feelings too. What I like about like YouTube celebrities is how such a, like we've, we're, we now we have these parasocial relationships with the online personalities and we feel closer to them than we ever have before. And I think there's a lot of good things, but then there's also a lot of pitfalls. And, but what I have been enjoying about them is they, and how we've kind of come to understand them is how now when they talk about their own mental health struggles, we're more open to hearing about it and we're more open to talking about it, which is something that I think probably she could have used, but I'm glad that at least now we're starting to have more of those conversations of how, yeah, being a YouTuber can be a great career and it seems like it's all fun and games because all I'm doing is playing video games, but there's also a lot of other work that goes into it. And then you, there's also a lot of scrutiny that can go into it. Yeah, and it, it sounds like for her, <clears throat> that was that was a big part of it is like being in the public eye from a very early point in her life and then having public scrutiny for the rest of the time. Um, there was, you know, I thought it was interesting. There was one part in the book she talked about where it was later in life and she was doing signings or something. I'm not exactly sure what she was doing, but there was a little kid who had dressed up and wanted to see her. And then when they saw her the way that she was at this point in her life, they were so upset to have seen her like aged. And it was like very upsetting. And I, I don't remember if the kid like was yelling and trying to get away, but it was like a very big reaction. And I, I can, she handled it in the way she recounted the story. It sounds like with a lot of humor, but I, I can imagine that would be a really tough experience to have where you've been in this position. And because you have changed out of this idealized view that people have of you, they are so actively rejecting who you've become. And that, you know, in talking about identity and being a person like that can that can hurt a lot to have to have those kinds of experiences on such a consistent basis and that's not to say that she had little children yelling at her all the time but it's a different experience you're going to have when you're subjected to those types of things on a more regular basis mm -hmm. but definitely something that's very very you know relate again relatable um to have people have expectations of you or for you not to feel like you're perfect for every person or or the way that they perceive you and how difficult that must be especially for for someone like that like you said in the in the public eye somebody that uh probably constantly faces that you know there's so many people that scrutinize uh people in the public eye versus you know the normal person who also has scrutiny i'm not going to discredit that but it's a, mm -hmm. it's a lot different yeah yeah i mean I think it's tough because like we had touched on earlier is we heard a degree of in reflecting upon her life. There was some remorse about the way things went. And I, I can wonder how much of that was because of being under constant scrutiny. Like it would be hard to look back on her actions and be like, oh, I can understand why I did that. When a lot of the people you've encountered in your life haven't given you that understanding. Like with the example of the little kid, like here she was, this little kid was shaming her for having age, like something that's completely without of her control or completely outside of her control. So it, it's going to be really hard to have empathy for ourselves in situations like that, to look back on things that we did have control over and be like, 
I did the best I could because that's that's not what she's met with a lot of times, at least in the examples she gave. I mean, I think I do think part of that is like we get so many pressures to like conform to societal ideals, especially as I mean, the three of us are women, so like we felt that societal pressure to lose weight, to look a certain way, to try to maintain your youthful appearance. And that's just on a small scale. Like I can't imagine having it to the degree that she had it. Especially in, in um, you know, she talks about this in the book too as well. As well, you know, being around in that, in that environment of filming for Star Wars, a lot of it was male predominantly male um, male actors, male, pe- male people working on the set. And then I think she was one of the youngest people as well. So not only was she female, she was young. So that must have been really, di- that was something that was difficult for her that she struggled with as well. And she talks about in the book. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think like in kind of reflecting on this you know, everything we've been talking about and on this this book is there's so much that can be said about the context in which somebody is examined, right? Because a lot of what she talked about was her being examined in the context of her when she was very young and she was, you know, in these films and how people viewed her and then how that context of her being older and not maintaining the appearance, which there's no way she could have, like, and how she was viewed in different contexts, but she was held to the same standards of the previous one. And I think the big takeaway that I had from this is, you know, like we said, like everyone is a person. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or, or you're rich or who you are, what kind of life you're living. And there is a degree of doing the best that you can. And I, I think that we can't necessarily expect other people to be able to give us that, that understanding and empathy, but it's so crucial to be able to hold that for ourselves, to hold the space to, not always make the best decisions to not always like the way things turned out but being able to hold the like that's what I did it's I like you had said earlier Cassie like I you made the best decision you could with the information you had at the time I think that's a really nice place to leave it all <laughs> you summarized it so well Katie <laughs> just I think we should just do that like have like a summary like so yeah. my in summation or like just having a way of doing it because I think that's a good like wrap up for us yeah so should we do like a in summary like I say at the end of every podcast be kind to yourself I think either works yeah I think you know any way you, when you want to end something I think like a summary is always good so whether that's like the summary of like what the topic was that the, what we were discussing or mm. our feelings towards it or whatever you want to, you know. Yeah, the takeaway kind of thing. But yeah. Yeah. So should I stop I recording now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>